Welcome back to the Horny Deer Sense Podcast. We're sitting here October 25th. Kind of kind of feels like the calm before the storm a little bit, which we've already been getting a lot of people reporting back, you know, horny stories as we like to call them. Uh, that part never gets old, so please don't stop that. But particularly D-Harmony, uh, our doe estrus and stud finder, they're really, uh, the time The time is right. Uh, but also our new blend, our calming blend, Mellow Yellow, we've been hearing a lot of success stories with that, particularly during bow season. Um, today's guest, he's one of my, one of my favorite people. Uh, he's uh, one of the funniest people. And it takes... Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm a humor snob, but it takes a little bit to get to me, and this guy gets to me. His name is Kyle Hankins. He's with the Boot Hill Hunting Camp podcast, and I can't believe I said that, and it came out fluid, uh, but it did. The Boot Hill Hunting Camp podcast, and which he explains it in, in our conversation, but they're located in the, in the Boot Hill of Missouri. Uh, Kyle, there was one video in particularly, or in particular that I reference, and uh, he's just funny, and really enjoyed my conversation with him. I found out today, so we've got a trip planned to go out to. Uh, I pronounced it Alton, but he pronounced it Alton, and he's from out there, so I guess that's Alton, Missouri. But we're going to be out there mid-November, and as luck would have it, Kyle's going to be in the in the area too. So we just found out this morning that we're going to get to hang out and spend some time with him. So uh, that's going to be interesting. And uh, we had a good time virtually, you know, being in the same room, drinking the same beers, and uh, it's uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of possibilities of, of what's going to transpire on that trip. But really appreciate everybody checking us out. The uh, the support this year and last is just phenomenal. The, you know, the the more people use the product and the more word spreads. Uh, yeah, just thanks so much, everybody that's given us a shot. And uh, yeah, without further ado, let's get into to Kyle Hankins, the Boot Hill Hunting Camp podcast. Kyle Hankins. Welcome to the What's Horny Deer up, Sense man? Podcast. Thank you for having me, man. It's a uh, it's a pleasure, man. I always like talking to hunting. Well, I, one of the reasons I brought you on, you had invited me onto your podcast, and then when I showed up, yeah. you weren't even there. So I figured, yeah, I, man, I, yeah, I can return the favor and get to hang out with you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a uh, it gets busy every once in a while where I'm out. I got a lot of irons in the fire. It gets pretty busy. So, before we get started, you know, a lot of people wait till the end or whatever, but go ahead and tell everybody who you are. Uh, tell them about the, the Boot Hill Hunting Camp podcast, and we'll get that out of the way. All right. Yeah. I'm Kyle Hankins uh, from Southeast Missouri. We live in the Boot Hill of Missouri. Uh, I've hunted and fished all my life, more hunting now than anything. I started out, my passion got lit. Uh, believe it or not rabbit hunt i love rabbit hunting i used to rabbit hunt a lot and uh then i switched here and uh, turkeys uh once i started bow hunting uh i started bow hunting about four years ago probably and uh, it's an addiction to say the least it's a uh, it's I, it's a problem i think <laughs> but uh now the the boot hill hunting camp podcast my podcast we're starting uh fixing to be on 100 episodes here in a couple or about probably next week we'll hit 100 
we're just a group of friends of three or four of us and we all sit around and, and drink beer and cut up and tell stories and our main focus is try to get kids into hunting and uh get them out of the ipads and the iphones and uh try to uh try to instill some knowledge in them and, and get them in the woods you know what i mean i love it how's it feel to be on this side of a podcast uh it's, <laughs> it's pretty weird man I've, I've been i've done a few of them uh but, but it's it's kind of weird though to be honest with you you know it's 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 different for me i like yeah. it i just sit here and drink beer and answer questions i, I like it <laughs> You're an entertaining bastard. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I get that a lot, man. I get that a lot. Uh, the Lord has blessed me with a sense of humor, and uh, the way I feel about it, you know, I, and it's not to get too deep and emotional, but uh, uh, I went through a horrible divorce. Uh, about I've been there about five, ten years ago, man. I gave my entire life. I quit doing everything. I quit hunting. I quit fishing. I quit just having fun. I, I, I. I wrote off a lot of my buddies and, uh, and all of it was for nothing. You know, she ended up yeah. running off with another man. And, and I, I said, right then I'm going to, I'm going to live life and I'm going to go on hunts and I'm going to laugh as much as possible. Cause at the end of the day, uh, uh, just, just uh, that's it, man. Dude, the, it was the worst timing for the signal to go bad but you said <laughs> you said at the That's end of fine. the day and i still don't know what you said you said at the end of the day like i was on the edge of my seat because i've been there divorced too you know i've been yeah. waiting on those wise words and you said at the end of the day and then it went <laughs> at, the, at the end of the day uh at the end of the day we're just on this earth for a short period of time man and uh live it up while you got it you know live it up while you're here have Absolutely. fun and uh, we preach all the time on our show, man. We preach. I preach to everybody too. Uh, uh, me and Yo-Yo and, and Dylan and Chad, we're not we're not rich by no means. We're we're country boys, blue collar boys, but we try to uh, go on hunts every year together and just get memories, take lots of pictures, and and have a good time, man. People think uh, a lot of people think that it costs an arm and a leg to go on some of these hunts, and, it, and some of them it does, but man, you can pay for them over a long period of time and, and make hellacious memories. You'll, you'll never forget, you know? Well, it's one of those, if you keep putting it off, you're going to keep putting it off. Like, oh yeah. There's just time yeah. you got to bite the bullet. Uh, me and my brother, yep. we actually committed to go out to Missouri this year. Yeah. And, uh, down in Alton, I think, I think you said a couple of hours away from you guys, yeah. but like, I'm really, you know, the timing of this is pretty funny, uh, you know, not to get into certain situations, but, you know, suddenly I've got the opportunity to do something like this with my brother. So what you're talking about, as far as just biting the bullet and doing it and making those memories, you know, it, it all boils down to what you, what you said, just living life. Like you got to live, yeah. you know, and at the end of the day, you can't control what anybody does. But you got to live right. life for yourself to an extent. And that's not, it's not a selfish thing. It's just something that, yep. that you got to do. Yep. And that's, that's the thing, you know, my wife, I'm, I'm happy remarried now. And I got a wonderful, and I got another son in there and a one-year-old boy now and uh, to go along with my other one. And there's a couple more that I'm helping raise. And, but uh, it, it all happens for a reason. And, and my wife now, she, she knows what I, I, I'm going to do. And she's, she expects it out of me, you know, like every year I say, well, I'm not going to go on this hunt or this hunt. She's like, Oh bullshit. You are because you need that. You know? And I'm like, yeah, 
You're right. Uh, you need to keep that one. So I really appreciated. It's still honestly very weird for me to get even invited on the podcast. Uh, yeah. But really appreciated you guys invite me on. And I hated that I missed you. But one of the reasons I want to bring you on and not to put any pressure on you, but the last one that we did, or the last one that I did, I've been slacking mightily. Uh, yeah. The last one I did was back in April with Georgia's DNR commissioner, Mark Williams. And uh, like you're, you're, you follow Mark. So no, no pressure on that one. But yeah. if people aren't familiar with your podcast, you know, it's it's relatable. Like it's yeah. like anybody that hunts, it could be their group of friends. And yeah. there's not a lot of people. I'm going to use a phrase my dad says as far as like tickle me, like make me laugh. There's not a lot of people that tickle me. You tickle yeah. me. There's one video, <laughs> dude. Hey, there's one video specifically that even today, like before this call, I was watching it, like just getting getting ready for the call, right? And uh, like yeah. this one video, any time that I watch it, at some level I lose my shit more than others at different times. <laughs> but every time I watch it, I'm gonna play. It. I don't know how well this is gonna pick up on this microphone. If not, I will cut and like paste it when I'm editing. But this this video, I don't even know where it's at in your Instagram feed, but it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen and heard in my life. Hold on a second. We're out here on some public land. I've been out here for five days, sleeping at the gate, paying my dues. I got a hot one back there. See if we can't get We're going to put him to bed tonight. I'm going to smack him in a couple more and see if we can't get him. I've been working on my mouth call. I'm a crow call. <laughs> He's hot. He is hot. <laughs> He's back there. He's right back through there. I've got him on Onyx already. And I ain't even back there yet. Tree he's in there. Yeah, he's in that same oak tree back there. I know where he's at. Gobble, gobble, boys. It's happening. It's going to happen. Dude, even right now, I'm laughing my ass off. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't care if you never made another video. Like, I'll laugh that, at that uh, the day I die. Me and Yo-Yo's got a, we got a bunch more we're, we're recording and I'm writing a lot of little stuff and I'm excited. I got a whole other round of them. Uh, coming up for piercing stuff so be on the lookout everybody there for my tiktok it's uh i never thought that video would do what it did but it's it's crazy man i was in my local walmart here the other day and i had a bunch of uh like i had a whole cart full of shit and i was walking out well when i walked forward, i was like man that's a nice truck i just happened to notice it you know and i walked right past it well on the way back out that the people was can you hear me still it's breaking up a little bit, but I think we're getting a story. All right. So there's people still out there. And uh, I I go to pushing my cart to the truck, and, and this guy jumps out of the truck. He's got a beard like down to here, and he's a very well put together dude. I was thinking, well, it's not a crackhead going to ask me for money. So, what, well, he started picking up the pace, and he was like, hey. And I turned around. He was like, man, I hate to ask you this. And he said, uh, Cause I know you're, you're probably busy. You got a lot of irons and fire. He said, but are you that guy from TikTok? <laughs> I said, uh, which, which one? He was like the one at the, when you're on the gate 
I said, yeah, that's me. And he's like, man, I knew it. I knew it. He said, uh, he said, my kids love your TikTok videos. And he said, uh, so does my wife. He said, do you care if I get them out of the truck and get pictures of everybody? I said, no, I don't care, man. That's so hilarious. I was out there in a Walmart parking lot taking family pictures with everybody. <laughs> Dude, it was, it was nuts, man. When you started and here, here's the thing, like it sounds funny, but you need to see it to appreciate it uh, and not yeah. to put you on a spot. But yeah. you're not a thin man. I'm not either. No, it's not a bad no. thing. But you are no. topless in this video with a turkey. Yeah. Hat. With just you know? my Vortex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I may have a deal with Vortex out of the whole deal, man. They messaged me. <laughs> they messaged me a few times about it. With, and I, I, hope, I hope you do. I hope you do. No, that to this day in I'm like a I'm like a humor snob. Like it takes a lot to get me, but that yeah. that that got yeah. me, and it still gets yeah. me. Like the uh, the the yeah, I made some. I've made a little bit of money off TikTok, and uh, but the the reaction that videos got, the other videos was and nothing I ever dreamed of, man. It's it's pretty wild, which uh, social media and that stuff can do for you anymore, you know. Oh, for sure. Well, we've got a. You know, we haven't been connected along, but we do have an interesting history together. So, yeah, you were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> to put it mildly. Um, yeah. The so and I'm not going to go into detail about the situation, but a right. lot of times most. And that's that's what's cool about everything that we've done so far, you know, most of most of our success to this point has come from word of mouth and yeah. people like yourself talking to store owners and different things. And, uh, you know, and we, and we appreciate the hell out of it, but you had introduced us to a store owner there in Missouri. Yep. Yep. What's funny about that. I had, a I had another buddy that hunts out there and he dropped a card off at a store and they sent me an email. They were really nice. And, but they didn't, they didn't want to put the name on their shelf. Like they didn't feel good about it. And, uh, yeah. but the one store that did give us a chance in Missouri, like he, and he told me himself that for two weeks, he didn't sell anything, but our stuff. Uh, he couldn't yeah. keep it on the shelf. This individual ran into some legal trouble and I'm not going to get yeah. into, I'm not going to get it. Let yeah. me just say he, he still owes us almost $600, but that's not, neither here yeah. nor there, but the yeah. whole story in general was insane, but at the same time, we actually built a little bit of, re of a reputation there in Missouri. So like it was a, it was a weird situation. I'm not going to get into the details. Yeah. I don't know where that guy stands now, what's going on, but people love up the river, in, in Missouri. Oh, he is going up the yeah. river. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. He's going up the river. Yeah. I'll tell you all about it later. Yeah. He's going up the river. <laughs> Uh, he know what, he know what can them all, <laughs> he know what can them all, but no, uh, yeah. Horny deer sense, man is, is, uh, it's no joke. And I'm not just saying that cause I'm on your podcast. It's, uh, it's something I use almost every time I'm out in the woods and it, uh, I tell people about it all the time. Uh, there's several other stores I've got in mind to, to go to have you, you talk to them about it because I really believe in the product. There's a few we got a few sponsors on the podcast and there's some people that sent me some stuff and us some stuff and wanted us to work with them. And uh, I just didn't believe in their product. I thought it was a bunch of shit. Uh, I don't believe, I don't stand behind anything. 
that I don't believe in. And I do truly believe in horny deer senses. I've seen it work time and time again. I've seen bucks follow my exact trail in when I'm doing a drag rag. Uh, just the other day, I was telling that story on the podcast episode that I released this morning. Just the other day, I, I had some D-Harmony rut blend. I was making a mock scrape, and I, I hit the tree and I put a little on the ground. I made a scrape, you know, and I forgot my SD card. Uh, I forgot my SD card, little wallet thing I carry with me. So I didn't have a card to put in the camera, but I was taking my oldest boy hunting that afternoon. I was like, well, I'll back through there on the way to our beach. And, and uh, when I was doing that, I looked down and man, they had already had that branch tore to pieces and, uh, they had a, they had the tree. It was pretty well screwed up. It fucked, they fucked that tree up hard, my friends, but, and it was five, five or six hours difference from when I put the D harmony out till I went back here and put the SD card in the camera. And, uh, I went and checked them yesterday and there's a couple pretty good bucks hitting it. Uh, so hopefully I'm gonna get an air on one of them next couple of days. Oh, I love it, man. Right now. Do I? I, said, I said I love it, uh, and, and that's yeah. that's one of the cool parts about it. And like when you, I guess when you get into this industry, people are under the, under the assumption that you know what you know what you're doing hunting wise. And for us, it wasn't that we're great hunters so much as we need we need all the help we can get too. You know, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but one of, one of the guys, I got a, a message uh, last night, which I, I made a post about it. But he had uh, D Harmony sprayed on his boots walking in and said that he had deer like literally sniffing it off of his boots. He said he'd never had deer that close, couldn't believe they spooked, said it was one of the best experiences he's had yeah. in the woods. And, and that's what's cool about it is hearing all of those crazy stories. But I wanted to, and I appreciate the plug, and I, I can appreciate that you're not going to push anything that you haven't used and don't believe in. And, uh, yeah. but at the same time, I want to divert the attention back to, to what you guys are doing in, in a podcast. You guys are doing some great things. You alluded to on the last podcast a big name for your hundredth episode. Yes, sir. Can you give us any hints? Oh, no. I'll tell you, but I'm not going to do. I'm not going to do it right now. <laughs> okay. But people need to be watching out for the hundredth episode. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, a dude I've looked up to my entire life. I can tell you that, and it's uh, I, I get, I still get starstruck and uh, a little, I don't know, giddy like a schoolgirl whenever I see him or hear about him or talk to him. It's, it's a, is it really, Luke Bryan? really, really, huh? <laughs> No, no, Florida Georgia line, man. <laughs> no, no, but uh, yeah, hundredth episode coming up, man. Uh, couldn't be happier, dude. It's it's been a, it's been a, it's been a ride, but I, I don't want to back to your D harm or back to your uh the horny deer scent stuff. I don't want to get off on me just yet. The horny deer scent stuff. Uh, I if I could turn the computer around, I would. But I've got a pretty good European mount seven point right there on the wall right above the computer and uh that deer actually the 90 acres i got half of it's uh like there's a probably like a 20 acre peach orchard in the middle of it and that deer was coming out across the peach orchard running north to south or south to north and he made it to the exact row of peaches that i come up i come up this same row every time because it's the most covered excuse me i come to the same row every time because it's the most cover and he made it literally all the way to 
to where I walked. He, as soon as he hit the trail, it was like, I mean, it was just flipping a switch. That's he awesome. turned, went to the right, which would be to his east. He went to the east and walked 17 yards from my stand. And that's why I put arrow in him at. But that's yeah, I mean, yeah, dude. And I, all I did was I had dope piss and that the back stand and my, the back of the 90 that I, that I got, if you hunt the back stand, it's probably like a three quarters of a mile, mile walk the way you got to go in there. So I didn't put the, I didn't spray the doe piss, the doe esters on until I got about halfway and I stopped halfway and sprayed it. And you know, I've always heard, you know, spray your boots down, but I've never seen it actually work till that night. And the bad thing was I've been playing a check game for this match with this deer for about four or five days and it finally worked out exactly like i wanted it but yeah it's the horny deer sense the only reason i killed that deer i've i've truly believed so is you know and it's yeah. a it it's not a story that we don't hear very often but so and kind of so the whole stick is is very incredibly fresh sense right like what yeah. we're putting out right now is literally bottled this month Within two weeks, it was in the bladder of a deer. Like we're almost as much of a distribution company as we are a, a urine company, and it's yeah. taking it, you know, from from the bladder to the bottle. And the it, it's not a, you know, it's kind of like Occam's razor, where a lot of times the the best solution is the simplest solution. Yeah. So then on top of that, like the harmony that you mentioned. So it's a it's a blend, right? So there's a few things that yeah. go into it, and I can't get into everything that goes into it. But let me tell right. you, playing with this shit is is half the fun, right? But yeah, the D Harmony Rut Blend is it's actually got two components. The two primary components are dough and estrus from one dough, and like really really fresh too. And then the other primary ingredient is buck and rut. And so they each come from one animal. So the effect that we were going for is, you know, a buck catching the scent and, you know, not only detecting a hot doe, but also if he's a mature buck and he's, you know, he smells another buck on one of his hot does, that's kind of the effect that we were, we were going for. And it just worked out beautifully, but gotcha. we've got, we've got stories of bucks leaving a group of does to follow that scent because you know they come across a hot doe so it kind of worked out exactly like we thought going in there's a couple couple of other little nuances to that but yeah it it never gets old hearing those stories and you know exp we've had our own experiences with it and yeah once you see it i was kind of like you you know when i was little my dad he was really into hunting uh he i remember you know, some of my first experiences, he had a whole room dedicated to his hunting gear and he had the whole room lined yeah. in cedar. So when I smell cedar, that takes me right back to his hunting room. Right? Yeah. But even when I was little, I remembered him pulling out, you know, he had like a tackle box, like a fishing tackle box with all of his, his, uh, bow, bow gear, you know, like yeah. work on his bow and whatnot. But I remember seeing a small bottle of tinks. He had that damn bottle in there for five years, dude. <laughs> and we we get it out and smell it. We're like, oh my god, that's horrible. But it doesn't hit you that you you can't take that out and expect the same result of what it would be if it was really really fresh and really yeah. really pungent. And here's the thing: deers obviously smell a whole lot better than we do, but even to a human nose, you can, you can take a top off of something that you buy in a, you know, in a large store 
and take the top off of that and the top off of what we put out. And it's, it's absolutely night and day. And people, they don't realize that a lot of the stuff they're getting in these big box stores, it's sitting in distribution warehouses for God knows how long, sometimes years. Yeah, then it exactly. goes to a store and it sits on the shelf. I got a store up in Dahlonega, Georgia, and the guy told me point blank that he had product that had been on the shelf for three years. So in that store now, which I was, I was just up there the other day, but everything that doesn't sell, we actually replaced that product with fresh the next year and, and credit them. So at the end of the day, that's what we want to be known for. We're not going to leave. We're not going to leave a two year old product on a shelf. If you see a horned deer yeah. product on the shelf, it's going to be fresh unless they've just quit calling us. So are you, uh, are you, uh, is that your sole job now? Are you no, not. enough to where you, Dude, I, li I live in two completely, totally different worlds. Uh, so my background is in technology. And so I've got a company that recruits technology professionals for companies that are looking to hire technology professionals. So it's really competitive. Yeah. Uh, you know, so in one side of life, that, <laughs> that's where I live. And then, yeah. you know, this is the other side. Hopefully, you know, at some point that's the case. Uh, but I'll say for what we want to do we're not exactly eyeing distribution companies you know like if honestly if it never turned out to be more than what it is and we're doing really well i mean it, you'd be surprised just through word of mouth yeah. and, and it's people having experiences like yourself you know where yeah. something happens and you want to tell somebody so yeah. we do a ton online and uh you know i, I don't even know what next year is going to look like as far as how, how much we'll even pursue, uh, retail locations. Uh, but whatever, whatever happens with it happens, but you know, it's, it's put us in, uh, you know, it's connected us with people like yourself and different ones. Yeah. And, uh, you know, even, even the bubble that I live in kind of like, you, you know, it, it gives you a reason to get with your buddies and make those memories. And, you know, you, you kind of got a, a, a kind of a common goal, but we're just having yeah. fun with it. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the thing with us. Like me and me and yo-yo, we're, uh, we're kind of the, the main ones and, uh, it's my baby, but yo-yo's my right hand man, my go-to guy. And that's what we have to say all the time. You know, even if, if we don't make $1 off this gig and, but we get to go on some badass hunts every year, that's and the people we meet and the experiences we have. And, you know, just the camaraderie we get to spend around this table drinking beer and cutting up, it's, it's all worth it, you know? Oh, absolutely. You know, it's uh, yeah. for us, you know, in, I, I get a, a great deal of satisfaction because we were using kind of the backstory. We, we were using these products for a little while and then kind of on a local level, uh, it started growing and one of the stores wanted to pick it up. So we put it in the store, we had no, no plans to even do that. And then they couldn't keep it on the shelf. And then another store calls. And then, you know, next thing you know, we're shipping all over the country. But it was kind of like you guys, an excuse to do something with the people you love doing what you love. Yep. Yep. That's the thing, man. It's, it's, uh, this community is large, very, very big, but it's also really, really small. It you is. know, uh, you, you made a, you meet a lot of good people and you, you, you meet, you go to enough, uh, 
what the hell they call them, like deer expos and stuff like that. You know, the ones that kind of stay away from, you know, the ones that are cut yeah. the same cloth as you, you figure it out pretty quick, you know, <laughs> yeah, you did. uh, but I've got a lot of your, 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 your name is really catchy. You know, the horny deer sense. And I, I got the, I wear the green shirt all the time. It's one of my favorite shirts. I got a, a black or green. I need to order. I need to order me one of the hoodies when I get, when I order, when I make my next order. But, uh, well, look, I, I get a lot of people, I get a lot of people to ask me and go, what's, what's your shirt mean? You know, it's because the green one just like horny right across the front. I'm like, yeah. I just kind of moved. I'm in. <laughs> So uh, I, I talk, no, it's a, it, it's a, it's a, it, I work with my partner's deer scent company. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. It's catchy. Well, you get, you get people asking questions here in Southeast Missouri. And that's, I, I wish when I was, uh, we had, to, we had to change our name. Our the podcast was originally called blue collar hunting camp. Uh, we ruffled a few feathers in the game and, and, uh, we were starting off, we was really, really small then, and we're still pretty small, but we were, I guess we're about middle of the middle of the ball field now on downloads. We're doing pretty damn good on downloads. But anyways, back then we was really small and we was kind of intimidated by uh, some kickback we did. So we changed our name to the Boot Hill Hunt Camp Podcast. And uh, the Boot Hill is, everybody from around here in southern Missouri knows the boot hill. That's us right out here in the bottom. But I wish I would have named the podcast something that I didn't have to explain because everybody goes the boot hill. What the fuck's that mean? What's that mean? I wish it was just something like easy. Like here's a horny deer sense because deer are horny that, you know, I wish it was very, I wish it was self-explanatory, but it's not. So every time I say the name of the podcast, they're like, what's that mean? Uh, the boot hill, Missouri, all the way at the bottom, all the way to the right. That's where we're from. looks like a boot hill. Everybody calls it the boot hill. Oh, okay. But yeah. It's a, uh, I I'm, wish glad, thought a little I'm, bit. I'm honestly glad you explained that because I was yeah. kind of wondering where the yeah. motivation for that was too. But yeah. here, here's what's funny though. It connects you to some really cool people. Like I mentioned, yeah. I mentioned that Mark Williams, uh, Georgia's DNR commissioner was on yeah. the last episode. Incredible individual. Let me, let me just say that for anybody that's listening. Yeah. Mark Williams. He is the man that, let me say, not only the man, but the type of man that you want in that type of role. He yeah. absolutely loves Georgia. Absolutely loves the outdoors. He grew up kind of in the middle of nowhere and uh, grew up hunting and fishing, but has just a genuine love for the outdoors. I love the man. But it was funny at, at our last trade show, we did the, the Georgia GON outdoor blast, right? As luck would have it. Our booth was directly across from the DNR booth, right? <laughs> okay. No green jeans. Oh, wait. It gets better. Governor Kemp makes an appearance. There was two booths that he stopped at. Guess what one of them was? Pearson's. I've never met a governor in my <laughs> life, right? The first time I meet a governor is behind our counter at the horny deer sense booth at the GON outdoor blast. Like that's pretty cool. Make it up. It's like some Forrest Gump shit. Yeah, for sure. That, uh, so was he pretty cool? He was really cool. He didn't, he obviously couldn't stop long, but he and his wife, they were very gracious, very cool. Uh, Mark and his wife, they're, 
I'm ta- I'm telling you, man, just just genuinely good people. Uh, you know, and I've I've spent a little time with him outside of those situations, and he's just he's what you would hope that the person in that row would be. Yeah, well, you you've not met a go- that's first governor you met, but you've not you know somebody more famous than the governor. That's old Michael Lee, <laughs> dude. Michael, Michael's my boy. Michael, I'll tell you what, people don't. Yeah, he, he's a cool dude. In their videos, he presents a a certain way as far as uh, just a love for people in general. And a lot of people do that on screen, but they're not the same oh, yeah. thing when you actually meet them. Let me tell you, yeah. Michael Lee and Kevin Knighton, those guys are everything that you would hope they would be. You know, I've not, yeah. I've not seen, and kind of like you said, when you go to these trade shows and you 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 come across people and you're like, yeah, you you know where people fall on that line as far as yep. these people view the world like I do or they don't. I'll do anything yep. in the world for Michael Lee. If he were to call me right now, and uh, he lives on the southern part of Georgia, which he's probably five, six hours away from me. If he were to call me right now and need me to come down there, I'd leave tonight. Like, he's that type of yeah. guy. Yeah, because he did the same for you. I have zero <laughs> doubt in my mind. Like, uh, yeah, and uh, we, we've had a lot of conversations, a lot of phone conversations that, you know, go on for, you know, over an hour. And, uh, a lot of times you wish you had been recording it because it made a hell of a podcast, but man, just, I've been in some of them as far as just a good hearted individual that practices what he preaches, you know, I would, I would trust him with anything that I've got or anybody that's in my life, you know? Yeah. And that's uh I've, I've watched his show forever forever and ever and when i reached out to him for him to do the podcast we kind of got to know each other and well we just been talking a lot and i finally met him at the iowa deer classic we met up at the marriott and me him and kevin and uh, a couple of other buddies we all sat around and drank beer at the table at the marriott forever and man it just he's down home as he could be and so is yeah. kevin you know uh first thing i said to kevin was like man I was like, you're a lot fatter in person than you look on TV. <laughs> man, old Michael Lee about died laughing. Kevin's like, man, what the hell? I was like, dude, I can't like see it. <laughs> you know what it is about Kevin? His some And some people are blessed with this gift to where they can pack on pounds wherever, but they never show it in their face. Yeah. Kevin's face never shows it. If, if I... You know, and don't get me wrong, I'm not skinny, but if I start packing it on, I start like I start looking like a chipmunk. You know, the beard helps a little bit, yeah. but I can't hide. Yeah, it. me too. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's my face. My face blowed up now. Probably the heaviest <laughs> I've ever been. But uh, yeah, I, can't, I said, man, you look a lot different. I said, that damn camera's too close in that B-roll footage. Man, shut up! <laughs> you need to pan, pan that camera out a little bit. <laughs> well, he does the editing, right? Like. That's yeah. so that maybe that's why you never see uncomplimentary angles. Like, he's editing that. Show. Yeah. Yeah. But now, uh, I was actually talking, uh, I was texting Michael the other night. We was having a little shindig out in the parking lot. And there was a guy like a crawl. You know, how it is like five or six little groups of guys in the parking lot, drinking beer, cooking. And I could hear the conversation going on the other side of the trucks. And they was talking about, Michael's buck that he shot him, but a backwards left guy, man, shit, shit, buck, blah, blah. And I texted Michael, I'm like, there's a group of guys, and 
a couple of big shots from the railroad across the parking lot talking about you. And he was like, man, that's crazy. I'm like, yeah. I said, I, I said, I'm, I'm going to go over and tell him I, I got you on speed now. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. They're good. Yeah. They're good. Dude. Well, He's a good and, dude, man. And you know, and, and even connecting with people like yourself. And, uh, like I said, that, that one dude, that one video that you did that, that I played, like, yeah, that'll be funny to me as long as I live. I've, I've showed so many, you know, people. and, and the, and the reason I, I, the reason I made that video, the reason I do TikToks is like, and I've never, I'm never going to kill a 180 inch deer. I'm never going to kill. I mean, I'm, I try not to take myself too serious. And there's too many people in this world and too many people on social media. There's too many groups of people that try to take themselves too serious and make themselves look like something they're not. Now, Absolutely. Granted, there's a, there's a few other podcasts and there's a few other TV shows. They just kill monsters year in, year out. That's just the way they are. They got the ground. They got the time. They got the want to. I, I can't do that. I ain't got, we don't have the genetics for one. Two, I ain't got the, you know, the, the that big of track of property. But anyways, I don't want to ramble too long about that crap. But what I'm saying is, I just, no, that's taken away from hunting. When people take themselves too serious and start giving people shit about killing a, a four corn or a, you know, a, a doe or shooting a button buck, you thought it was a doe and they get on social media and Facebook and just tear them to pieces. Or when a 13 yeah. year old kid shoots his first buck, when he went out hunting by himself, shot his first buck and, and at 13 years old with a, with a bow and, they give him shit about it because it was four point. That's the shit right there. Like, really pisses me off. And I was that TikTok video is kind of like making fun of them people because everybody's brother now is a public enemy. They think you know sleep. They talk about sleeping at the gate and all that stuff. <laughs> it just rubs me the wrong way after a while, man. It rubs me the wrong way after a while because they're just they're giving the the sport a black eye. You know, not public land hunters, but. The people that act like that, you know, there's Mark Twain Forest. I don't know how many hundred thousand acres it is. And there's one, like, if you go to one gate and Mark Twain, you probably got access to 15,000 acres. Well, they have somebody parked at the gate this morning. I'm like, dude, there's a fucking half of Missouri is Mark Twain Forest. You know, it ain't, I mean, it's public ground. Well, that's that's another one. That's another one. TikTok videos I got coming up is about public another public land that video but yeah uh it just it rubs me the wrong way dude and and i, I can't turkey call that that well and i don't know if you know headhunters tv you know nate hosey and randy birdsong and them uh i share a turkey camp with them and nate hosey is probably one of the best turkey callers i've ever seen in my life in the first year i was up there at b rock outdoor adventures i was sharing the camp with nate and it was kind of it's pretty, pretty wild, man. Cause I've looked up to Nate and Randy for a long time. And, uh, I had a little, a little too much Tito's in me that night or had quite a bit of Tito's in me that night. And, uh, I told Nate, I said, man, I, I honestly, dude, I swear on everything. I, I was like, I was dead serious when I said this, but I told him, I said, Hey, I've been buying, I bought some diaphragm calls and I've been working on calling. I drive back and forth to work with a diaphragm. And I was like, I think I'm getting pretty good. You know? And I said, well, I'll get him in, in the truck, you know. When man, I put it in, I got it all lubed up. I started blowing. And old Nate looked over at me, said, Yeah, you might want well to leave him in the truck in the morning. <laughs> I said, What do you mean, man? He said, That's not what a turkey sounds like. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, but, well, uh, and I think that goes back to like like Michael Lee and Backwoods Life. 
because you you don't get the sense that they fall in that same category as some of those other people. And so when I had Michael uh, the last time he was on the Horned Deer Sense podcast, I had had this this revelation about hunting being similar to golf in a lot of ways, you know, as far as there's a maturation process that happens with a hunter, just like a golfer. But if you're a scratch golfer, you don't look at the beginner and say, you know, you don't need to be out here. That's not good for your sport. You know, like everybody deserves a place, you know, and and he brought up a good point and I forget everything that we talked about in around that, but he, he was talking about like when you make that one good shot in golf, you know, like you, you can play the shittiest round ever and hit one good shot. That's going to bring you back. It's like a hunter, you know, yeah. like, like you start out and there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that they don't have the privilege of growing up around people that do this. Right. Yeah. So it, it hurts my heart to think about an adult male trying to step into this and, you know, kill a basket rack seven point and feel like he's on top of the world and post a picture and somebody shit on him. You know what I mean? Yep. But like, like, like he was saying that one good shot keeps people coming back. Like they get better. Like you can't expect somebody to, to step on the golf course and be a scratch golfer. Like there, there's an app. Yeah. And here's the thing. There's a lot of people that never make it to scratch that play their whole damn life that don't have the ability to play good golf that love the game just as much, if not more than the people that are really good at it. You know, everybody yeah. takes different things away from the sport. Yep. And that's like, uh, yo-yo, he's killed. I'm fixing to head to, or he's fixing to come over here. We're going to record a podcast tonight, but he's killed some massive deer, a lot bigger than me. Chad Davis, we call him the killer for a reason. He's a young guy, but I've said 150 times on my podcast, he's only 25 years old. But if my kids turn out half as good as Chad Davis, then I consider myself a good father. I mean, he's a great kid. He works his ass off for everything, and he's killed some monster deer. He's got a lot of big land up on top of Curly's Ridge over by me and Yo-Yo's land, and he he puts in the work. He does it. He killed a lot of big deer. Last year, he wanted to try his hand at public land hunting because that's the going thing. He's a young kid. He's skinny, and he can fucking run 12 miles and all that stuff. <laughs> he, can, he's, he can backpack in for two days and go back there and kill some deer and shit. That's what he wanted to do. Well, he did it, and he killed an eight-point. And it was probably, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't very big. I mean, it was at eight point, wasn't nothing special. And he posted it on there. He posted it, you know, my first public land buck. Man, they tore him apart. And I was like, these people tearing him apart has no idea what this kid has already done. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's already killed bigger deer than these people's ever seen on trail cameras. But it just, everybody's so quick to judge and so quick to, you know, bash everybody for not killing what they would. Uh, right. The okayest hunter, the okayest hunter guy uh, on Instagram, he, he's got one of the best stickers out there. It's got a picture of a spike deer, and it says it's your tag, you use it, or it's your tag, you use it how you want to, or some shit like That's that. That's perfect. Yeah, no, it's That's a, perfect. Uh, your tag or some. I mean, it says something catchy like that. I'm like, man, there needs to be a sticker like that on everybody's tool in every back of everybody's truck because, you know, I understand if you're if I come down down to Georgia and hunt Scott's land and you tell me, hey, don't shoot any buck that ain't outside his ears, I'm gonna respect that, okay? Right. I, and I'll, I'll do whatever you want, you know, because that's why I'm here. We don't kill small bucks, but if you want to kill a small buck, 
go ahead. I don't give a shit. You know, there's going to be another boat. Don't do it on our. Yeah, I mean, if we're yeah. a kid or whatever, yeah. you want to go out there on any of our land here. You'll go out there and you want to shoot a shoot a buck, small buck at your first deer. Go ahead. But like, I can understand if it's if it's somebody's land you're hunting on, they're letting you hunt, and they got a couple rules to go by. That's all right. But like, if a kid just posts a picture of a deer he killed and and doesn't have anything to do with you, not your land, not your tag, not your kit, not nothing to do with you. If you ain't got nothing good to say, keep your fucking nose out of it. You know, that's just way I One hundred percent. Well, think about think about the kid. It's different for you and I. You know, when we came up, you know, yeah. I remember. I remember when I was younger, I killed. I killed a, a good ten point, and somebody in the in the neighboring county had heard about somebody killing a good ten point in my area. But that's how you heard about shit back then, you know. Yeah, somebody, yeah. Some, I heard somebody yeah. over and so and so killed a good 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 deer, you know. But imagine yeah. coming up in the world now and seeing all this and feeling like you have to. And here's here's the thing: if you don't have a hundred and forty inch deer on your property. You're not going to kill a 140 inch deer, not unless one wanders in through the rut or something. You can't kill more than what's <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. You know, you hunt what you have access yeah. to hunt. But imagine coming up today and seeing all these pictures and feeling like you can't you can't harvest an animal unless it meets a certain standard. You're not going to enjoy the sport one. You're not going to stick with it. You're not going to bring other people into it. And if you're talking about growing the sport, which yearly loses numbers you can't yeah. you you can't do that and expect what we do and what we love to be around forever yeah because i think t-bone said it or waddell won it. you know if, if they ever if the numbers on the other side of the fence get stronger than ours we're screwed yeah you know 2020 there was i think there was 21 million licensed sold and 2021 was 18 million so we lost three million in one year, and I think we've kicked up a little bit since the COVID. But anyways, we was on a decline. Two to three million sales a year, we was losing ticket for uh, license sales a year. That's a lot, yeah. man. Oh, it is. That's a it lot. Is. Not to interrupt you, but do you know that I haven't been recording this whole time? Really? I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> I don't get another beer, but it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got me. I was like, damn, really? I messed up a couple times too, but yeah. Yeah. The only, the only reason I did that is because for a second I thought, holy shit, I hope I remembered to put on this. <laughs> if nothing else, we had a good conversation. Hey, I've been looking forward to hanging out with you, man. I'm telling you. That hey, one fucking video, there. dude. That one I'm video. Com- you'll forever be in my there. heart. I'm coming down there in November, I think, and uh I think I'm going to come down there to uh, Stephen Caulfield, the keep strutting guy, keep strutting game calls. Where they I at? can't remember where he, I can't remember where he lives at, but uh, I'm I'm coming to his house and going to. I'll be in your neck of the woods, November, November. Uh, yeah, eleventh through the sixteenth, I think. Tenth, maybe the tenth to the sixteenth. Let's see where something's at. Madison, Georgia. I don't even know where Madison is. Hold on a second. <laughs> I mean, I do, but it's not exactly in my backyard. I'm in the northwest corner. Dude, hey, so you, you recently, fairly recently, got into turkey hunting, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. I throttled That's a it. fucking bearded. I throttled a bearded hen <laughs> this year, bud. 
26 yards, three-inch TSS right to the face. It's a rush, man. Hey, you can't eat them spurs, man. I've tried. You've tried to cook them every which way you can. You can't eat them. So I only got into turkey hunting probably five years ago. And yeah, um, I'm on. Uh, which you see my fans behind me three. now. Yeah. I'm a, but to what, to what we were speaking to earlier, a lot of it has to do with where you can hunt. And I'll be honest with you, the, these fans that you see behind me, they probably don't happen if I didn't have a decent piece of property to hunt turkey on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, like I, I'll be the first one to say that I'm, I'm still very much learning how to be a turkey hunter. I've, I've come a long way in the time that I've done it. But next turkey season, if you want to – so my backyard, okay, my backyard butts up to national forest and it's the it's the Cahutta wilderness it's the largest protected landmass this side of the mississippi it literally really that's my backyard so between where our property line ends the only thing behind me 33 miles if you were to if you were to just start out hiking 33 miles you would come to the next town which is which is lj georgia so there's nothing between me and LJ Georgia but mountains, right? But next next spring, now granted, you'd have to you'd have to climb some ridges. Uh, I've yeah. got my, my mountain feet under me now, but it would it would I mean it would be some work. But next yeah. spring, you're more than welcome. Because here's the thing: there's a lot of land to cover, but there's certain pockets that I, that I've learned since I've been here. You know you never guarantee anything, but I would feel pretty good about our chances as far as like yeah. being in the game. Yeah. You're absolutely welcome next spring to come out here. Uh, oh, yeah. Madison, Madison's not that far. It's uh, a little Southeast of Atlanta, but on a, on the Turkey front, Holy shit. How much fun is that? It's i uh, I'm not going to put my bow down for it. <laughs> I don't know. I, Honestly, I think a lot of it is having to learn it and get good at something. Like you deer hunt yeah. for years and you feel pretty good about, you know, your capabilities as far as a deer hunter. So I think a lot of my romanticism with it comes from learning something new and seeing progress. Uh, but it's absolutely changed the way I think about it. The The thing for me is I've hunted this, I've three years now, three completed turkey seasons, and I've quit. I've quit turkey hunting about 19 times, maybe, <laughs> maybe 20. Uh, yeah, no, uh, it's, uh, man, my first year, man, I went to B rock outdoor adventures. Of course I've seen B rock a lot on, uh, on TV. A lot of big ballers go to, to B rock and I was like, well, I'm going to do it. And I'm going I'm to go out there and, and man, it's, it's not like it looks on TV. I just it's tell not. you that it's, and I didn't, there, we don't have turkeys here where I live at there, hours north west of us. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's not totally not like it sees on, uh, you see on TV and a turkey will humble you very, very, very quickly. <laughs> yes, uh, a turkey will humble you. If you think you got turkeys figured out, you're crazy as hell. That's it. Yeah. Just, uh, just, and just when you think you do, that's usually when uh, it hits you. Oh Yeah. Yeah, uh, and I've had like, I've had several people tell me <laughs> that I'm jinxed in the turkey woods, and uh, you know it's 
it's it's getting pretty dicey for me in the turkeys. I mean, I'll never quit doing it. I love it. I love it, but I hate it. You know, like I, I, I'm sitting there with Randy Birdsong on Headhunters TV. Nate Hosey's behind me, one of the best callers ever, and there's a turkey, you know, within 100 yards. They got their TV cameras going, everything. I'm sitting there. I'm on the trigger, and the turkey just gives up and goes away. And both of them say, I've never seen anything like that. I'm like, <laughs> no, leave it to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah. the thing is, like, literally, I was three seasons in. I was three seasons in, like, trying my cousin's actually the one that pulled me into it and at the time when we first started the only options that we had to hunt turkey were was public land which is i mean it's a great way to learn and here's the thing yeah if, if you can get through that you're gonna be okay and we persevered yeah. for like three seasons and finally finally the you know the bowl popped and it's just like anything else. The more you do it, the better you get. And then you, yeah. know, you start getting more confident and, you know, just in how to approach it. But it was uh, probably a couple of seasons ago. I had, uh, I was starting to hit my stride a little bit, feeling good, you know, and we started doing some, some preseason scouting and there was one morning, dude. So technology, it's a blessing and a curse. Right. But right in this situation, it was a blessing because I could, I could map out. I, I knew, you know, pretty much where they were roosting, uh, in the dark, you know, I, through an app, you know, it wasn't Onyx, but a similar app. We got, you know, pretty close to where I wanted to go. We get in and then like it starts breaking day and dude, there were probably 15 to 20 birds roosted right above our heads and yes. it, it sounded like a jungle dude like it, it was the most chaotic situation i've ever been in in my life and you're hearing these birds chirp and you hunter scout i was hunting we were hunting oh, okay yeah. oh my lord it was incredible but you know it's, it's breaking day and you start you, you start hearing them chirp off the limb and stuff but you're looking out because every experience you've had to that point tells you you should be seeing a deer here you should be seeing a deer here, you know, like just going by yep. sound, but they were, you know, they were still roosted. They weren't even down yet, but they were popping off and we're and no ship. There had to be, there had to be Turkey roosted in the, in the exact trees that, that we were sitting up against but it was one of the most phenomenal mornings I've ever had in my life. Yeah. We were right in the middle of the whole flock the the gobbler he's popping off on, on an opposite ridge and at some point they work their ridge or work their way down an opposite ridge and my my cousin and i'm saying this because he's going to listen he missed it <laughs> but we're sitting there and four of these gobblers come down and um at this point he hadn't even killed a gobbler yet like he picked it up late as well right i had you know permission to hunt it and let's be honest there are some pieces of property that hold a lot of turkey and you can sit in a field and kill a turkey in it, it, it with a decoy yeah. and it's not that difficult these yeah. are mountain birds and around here if you pull a bird off the mountain that that's kind of like your initiation you know what i mean like, you made like it. you're you a man now <clears throat> yeah so we're, we're we're hunting in the mountains right so we see these four work their way down and he ultimately missed it but that morning just the 
just the whole experience. I've never experienced anything like it. Like even right now, like we're, we're on the cusp of the rut here in Georgia. And I mean, you know, we, we put out products specifically for the rut and I, I still can't talk to you and not get excited about turkey season. I, uh, I'll agree with you there. Turkeys are really, really exciting. Uh, last year I had the same, same thing as your brother-in-law, man. I, I missed opening morning. Uh, I missed one about 20 steps, but he was on the run. And, uh, Travis was my buddy. He was calling beside me. Man, he had called to our east. And he we, we called back to our east and we're like, so we're locked in this way. And all of a sudden I hear <laughs> I look to the left, this son of a bitch is like a kamikaze suicide pilot <laughs> running right down the road from our west. And I'm like, what in the fuck happened? So I'm trying to get turned around. I thought he was gonna run plumb past the decoy. And I didn't know this because like I said. I, I started late, just like y'all. I didn't know this, but when they're that close, and it's like just shoot for the body and dig it out later. Yeah. Because when I was trying to line up on his head, and as soon as he seen us, he turned and went directly away from us. And I was trying to – I got two shots off before he started flying, but I, I didn't even pull a feather. And, man, he had a paint – when they say a paintbrush, I know what a paintbrush looks like. It was like this. I mean, oh, yeah. it was like a four inch paint. I mean, it's like and, when you're and, in high school and, uh, you, you know, the, the team shower and you come out and you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, but I don't, you can never, and I missed deer before. Uh, I missed deer, not, not bragging, but not, it ain't happened very many times. I missed deer, maybe once, maybe twice. But missing a deer is totally different than missing a turkey because you got that that empty pit in your stomach yes. for the rest of the week, you know, and it's like, damn, man, I I, I fucked it up, you know, because you don't know turkey hunt, dude. You don't you don't know you don't know when that next opportunity is going to come, and it could be this season, it could not, it could be thirty minutes, it could be next year. You There's know, pressure. To have a turkey work exactly like you want it, and uh, well, that's like what gets you on turkey hunt, like a deer. And that that's that's the thing about a turkey. So their brain's the size of a marble, right? Mm -hmm. They're not exactly an intelligent animal. What they are is incredibly paranoid. Yeah. And so, like a deer, I've messed up on deer. I've done things that I knew for sure had ended my hunt that actually, you know, made the deer kind of curious, like, what the hell was that? You know? Yeah. You don't get that luxury with a turkey. Like the second you mess yeah. up on a turkey, it's gone. You know, like th there's no curiosity. Yeah. You, you, it, you know, its defenses are, that is its defense, paranoia. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like you said, you think, like I said, you think you got to figure it out. Uh, the first gobbler I killed was they had been calling on the limb all morning. When they got down, they was tight lipped. So we went to the blind and sit in the blind and, and my buddy's like, oh, we'll sit in the blind because he's hunted a bunch of forage. We'll sit in the blind till one o'clock. He's got to quit hunting here in Missouri at one o'clock. So he said, we'll sit in the blind at one o'clock till one o'clock. It was about 11. 
12 got here. 1230 done had like four people done tagged out camp. I'm over here like pitiful pearl, you know, like <laughs> this ain't gonna happen. Yeah. I'm in this fucking sweat box. There's a heated battery outside. I'm about to die. I ain't got no little Debbie's left. I ain't got no cold beer. I'm you know, it's just screwed up. Twelve thirty hits. I look over and fucking Godzilla with the beard beside me. Two of them. Oh, just shit. coming in. <laughs> Didn't make a peep. Didn't call or nothing. We were calling every 50. 20 minutes of ox call didn't make look over and they're like literally right out and they walk right to our decoy i dropped camel net and shoot and kill him and man there was a celebration i finally shot that son of a bitch because the first year i you know first year hunt i didn't kill a turkey they didn't really have a good opportunity to they it seemed like for three days and the guy is now one of my best friends but for three days, it was like, all right, it's going to happen. Here he comes. Get ready. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's going to happen. Here yeah. comes. You know, by the end of the third day, I'm like, yeah, I bet it's going to fucking happen. Right. Never did. Uh, just the turkey gods wasn't with us, you know. And now, now I understand that it just bees like that sometimes. You know, oh, it yeah. didn't have nothing to do where we was at. didn't have nothing to do with the guy. didn't have nothing to do with the calling. It just turkeys are all turkeys are like women. They just, You never, never can tell what they're going to do. You don't know in – like when when we started hunting or when he pulled me into to, to turkey hunting again all we had to, to hunt was public land right and we walked our asses off because yeah all we knew to do was walk and call walk and call and there was there was a couple of times and it was just our experience where there was a couple of times we would do that and then we would top a hill and see a turkey that was coming to us and you're like well shit you know but for three seasons, I didn't kill shit. And honestly, I didn't even, granted, I enjoyed hanging out with my cousin. I enjoyed being outside, being in the outdoors. I didn't care about turkey hunting at that time. Like literally uh, the only reason that I stuck with it is because I was stubborn and I was going to, I was going to kill a turkey. But yeah, like you said, when we started talking about turkey, it will humble you. You know, you, you yeah, see yeah. all these videos and it looks easy. And here's the thing. A lot of times it is easy. If you're on the yeah. right piece of property and you've got a decoy set up and, you know, you, you've got a, a good flock of birds on your property, it can be pretty easy. But yeah. there's a there's a flip side to that. If you don't have access to those types of property and you're relying on public land, you're going to have to work a lot of times. In the, fir- the, the first time that I went to out there to that outfitter, Travis Davis is his name. He was my guy. Like I said, he's the best friend of mine now. He no longer works for B-Rock, but he's one of my best And this talking about Kevin Knight. I don't have no filter. I cut up from daylight to dark. I don't care if I just met you or not. So I got to, I got to camp that night. We had a few beers. I went to bed, woke up the next morning. Travis gets me in the truck. And this dude's like an ex-Marine sniper. He's like, he can, he could probably run from my house to your house and not get winded right now. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> so we hit, we park the truck way down this logging road and we're walking. He's like, I'm going to park right here. So we don't, so we don't, uh, so they don't hear us. We bust them off. I was like, all right, man, we got to walking and walking and walking. He said, there's birds and roosted up here. I just don't want to hear us. Man, we walked and we walked and we walked and we walked. And I finally stopped. This pitch fucking black. I finally stopped. I'm like, hey, man, how good can these fucking turkeys hear? <laughs> he said, what do you mean? I said, because we've been walking for about fucking four miles already. 
<laughs> he was like, he started laughing. He said, you ain't fucking right, are you? I said, no, I'm not. Are oh, we about closer? I'm about to have me an OCP for long. I'll be a cream pie for long some coffee if we don't get somewhere pretty quick. <laughs> so we went out there. They come down off the roost. They come down off the roost. And, of course, no dice. You know, they went, found a hand where they got to us. We took off walking across another. He's like, oh, he's next. He's, he's two hollers over. So we went, you know, wasn't no going around. We're going right down the holler and right back up the other side. Man, we're walking, we're walking, we're walking. I finally stopped him. I said, hey, Travis, I was real serious. I looked dead in his eyes. like, what's up, bud? I'm like, I said, hey, are my, are my tags still good over here? <laughs> I said, what do you mean? we got to be in fucking Oklahoma by now. <laughs> or Kansas one. He was like, golly, man. Uh, I, I said it. I've never walked. I've never walked. I've never walked. Anything in my fucking life. <laughs> I said we did today. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be able. You gotta be able to work, and you gotta have patience and perseverance to turkey hunt. Dude, I, I'll tell you, I've got a whole new respect for that bird. Like, oh yeah, man. It's percent uh, like I said. Anybody that's listening to us right now out there that just watch that watches it on TV and is like, man, that don't seem that bad. Well. I, I encourage you to go out there and get you some of it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and, I, and I'll be honest with you. A lot of the reason that, that I started so late in life, I just could not imagine feeling the same way about killing a bird that I could about a big deer. And yeah. uh, let me tell you, after, after multiple seasons of not killing a bird, when you do kill one, you're going to be happy as hell. Like it's yeah. not, it's not anything to, you know, look down on by any stretch. If anything, like yeah. in a lot of ways, you know, it's more challenging than deer hunting. And I'll say that it, you, if you pick it up, it'll make you a better deer hunter. I say also another bird that never would see me about hunting. If it wasn't for this podcast was pheasants. I'm addicted to pheasant hunting. We, uh, we go to Iowa. We go to Iowa the first weekend of December every year, and uh, man, it's it's a blast, man. A buddy of mine that's got the Heartland Legacy podcast, I met him through this podcast, and anyways, we're really good friends now. He's got a place up there in North West Iowa, and uh, yeah, man, it's a blast, dude. The, the watching the dogs work is like one of the coolest things ever. I've, I mean. His dogs are top of line, top notch, and, and watching them dogs working point cubbies, point pheasants out and stuff, man, so fucking fun, man. That's awesome. So what, is, what does pheasant taste like? Uh, it tastes amazing. It's like a really, really good chicken. I mean, it's I can't really describe it. it it's good, man. There's a, a lady up there, her and her husband hunt with us every year, and they've got a big farm, big house, big cabin. We go there, and they'll they debreast them, get the legs and everything, and shred it all up, make a pheasant tacos. Mm. Shit, man. Really, really yeah, good. Yeah. You have to come up and go with us sometime, man. And that's another thing, you know, we got private land we hunt up there, but we also go to public land sometimes and hunt up there too. But it cost me $93 plus my gas money to get up there. $93 for a three-day uh, upland bird permit. That's it. 93 that. bucks, man. Yeah. Beat that. No, that's something I, it's always interested me, but 
like just never took a, a hard enough look at or cared to look at dogs or anything like that. But everybody that yeah, I've talked to that does it, love it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into the dog dog business, I promise. We don't have them here at all. But uh man, I'd encourage people to go up there and go on a guided hunt or something like that. If you ever, ever if it ever tickled your fancy i'd, I'd encourage you to go do it because it's it's a blast man. well some of the places that you've been and i've, I've never been much of anywhere as far as yeah. like any kind of outfitter got anything like that but if you want to drop any names or any particularly good experiences that you've had or you know want to put anybody on a radar feel free oh no it, that's that's all i got man I, I, I fish with grenada lake charters and, and uh grenada mississippi go crop fishing with them me and my boy go fishing with that. My oldest boy goes fishing with them a couple times. Uh, and really, you know, my buddy, he's my buddy, Tim, uh, he's got the Heartland Legacy podcast. And then, and if you ever listen to the podcast, it's not all about deer hunting and turkey hunting. And, and you actually learn something from it. Uh, Heartland Legacy podcast is a really cool podcast about upland bird hunting and stuff. And I like listening to, I mean, I love deer hunting. Don't get me wrong. I love turkey hunting, but I like listening to stuff where I can learn new stuff you know or For something sure. i've never heard of you know it's like there's a there's a grouse oh, shit i can't remember what it is but there's a there's some kind of grouse in the colorado mountains colorado smoky or uh shit the uh rocky mountains that's uh hard to fucking kill and i heard a guy on a podcast one time talk about them so i started watching youtube videos on it and like it's one of the things like, all right, I'd like to go kill these some bitches now because it's <laughs> yeah. so hard to do. You know, I'm like, that'd be yeah. a cool thing to check off your list. Like, I oh, killed one sure. of those motherfuckers. What's it taste like? It tastes like shit, but I killed it. <laughs> Spent four grand, drove out there, walked 27 miles, I killed it. <laughs> uh, I love it. So yeah. You mentioned, so are you guys actually, you mentioned you're recording another podcast tonight? Like, yeah. you have, after we get down here? Yeah. yeah. So, I don't want to keep you too long. Uh, I enjoy the shit out of the podcast. <laughs> Thank you, man. Dude, that one, I don't, if you never did another video, I could replay <laughs> that one video over and over again. Yeah, uh, we, got, we got one coming, man. It, it, I can't watch it. Literally, before we did this, I pulled it up on Instagram and saved it so that I could find it quickly. But even yeah. when I pulled it up, I had to watch it again. And even when I watched <laughs> it again, I was laughing my ass off again. Yeah. It, it, for anybody that's not seen it, please go find it. it it's worth your time. Yeah. But before we get going, and thanks so much for hanging out with me. I really appreciate oh, it. Oh, man. I want to get you back on uh, our podcast, too. Maybe this weekend sometime. If hey, we can get another record. You tell me when, If we can get another uh, date put together to record, yeah. But tell, tell everybody where to find you and all that good stuff and anything that you need to tell anybody. Uh, we're at the Boot Hill Hunt Camp Podcast on Instagram. We're also on Facebook. Uh, that's Boot Hill, B-O-O-T-H-E-E-L. It pops up pretty quick. Uh, on We're on Apple, Spotify, and any, I think we're on like nine or ten platforms now for your podcast. So anywhere you listen to podcasts, uh, check us out. We we, we love the likes and the follows and subscribe. And if you take nothing else from this podcast tonight, try to take one kid hunting this year. That's never been take one kid, a neighbor's kid, one of your friends, kids, one of your kids, friends, something like that. 
Got my oldest boy, one of his friends from school, really took a liking to hunting. He's 11 years old. I went and bought him his deer license and all of his camouflage, backpack, and all that shit. And he's going to try to get his first deer this year. He'd never have an opportunity to hunt. Uh, so I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna bear that burden. I'm gonna take him hunting, and I hope we kill him a deer. But take one kid hunting, man, and it, it'll it'll spread like wildfire, man. One of the largest wildfires in the United States was spread by one spark off a off a flat tire. Uh, so man, if 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 each one of us just takes a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars a year and gets one kid and gets them in the woods and gets them hunting, buys their tag and shows them the way, you never know what it can, you know you never know what it could do. You're so absolutely that's right. my challenge to everybody, man. Now you're you're absolutely right. Um to your point, literally yesterday my I was on the phone with my first cousin. His son has shown some interest in, in wanting to go hunting. And I told him, like, look, I'll come pick him up. You you let me yeah. know. We'll we'll get him out there. And that that's part of it is striking while the iron's hot. If they show an interest yep. in it, act on it. Because if, if you don't, something's going to fill that void. Yep. That's exactly right. And, you know, there's too much uh, not to knock anybody or ruffle any feathers. But if I do, I, I don't really give a shit anyway. So, my podcast and really, you can listen to my podcast and I, I tell my mind, man, but there's too much, uh, there's too many iPads, there's too many iPhones, there's too many of them fucking video games and Xbox and playing online Call of Duty and all that shit. And, uh, we need to be out in the woods and, and teach these kids something else. And I'm, I'm granted my 12 year old boy. I fight tooth and nail with him sometimes over it, but you got to get these kids outside, man. Uh, get them yeah, learning man. this stuff. Cause you know, my son, we go through the law of the summertime and he'll forget how much he loves going out and sitting in the tree stand with me. And I don't care if it's the absolute perfect wind for my honey hole stand and, you know, my honey, a couple of my honey hole stands are just single, single man stands. But he said the other day, it was perfect when I picked him up for school. I was going to hunt this one particular stand. He's like, can I go with you? I was like, yep. So we went and sat in a buddy stand that I got on the other side of the property that, and we didn't see shit. But that, you know what he told me on the way in that night? He was like, man, I had a lot of fun. He's like, it's just so peaceful out there. I'm yeah. like, yeah. You know, it's, it ain't all about the kill. You know, Jim Shockey says the kill lasts about, three seconds you know the other the other time you hunting man the other 97 percent or 98 percent that's uh that's what it's all about scouting and looking and prep, prepping and just memories made out there that's it that's a that's a pretty good note to end on man yeah uh, again appreciate you taking the time to hang out with me i've been looking forward to it i knew i was gonna oh, yeah, laugh man. my ass off uh yeah there, anything i can do to help help the cause you let me know Hey man, uh, I'll be, I need to get a damn order put in, but I'll, I'll talk about you. Talk, talk, talk to you later about it. <laughs> okay. See you, we'll you later, brother. Hope you enjoyed hearing from Kyle Hankins. Um, yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> I, you know, editing this thing, I laughed all over again. I didn't realize how long we had talked, but at the same time, if he didn't have another podcast there, you know, there's a good chance we're still talking. Uh, check them out at the Boot Hill Hunting Camp podcast. And uh, yeah, if it ain't horny, it ain't happening. <laughs>